Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Bondazi Fire. That's right, everybody. This is a Fondazi Fire Show, and this is the podcast where we ask the question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but today, today the answer is more Teresa. Yeah, yeah. I am your host, Adam the Rambaro Soko, and with me as always is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie Mighty Mouse Matryska. Hello. And as Adam said, we are going to be interviewing Teresa, who is our amazing, wonderful, awesome producer. That's right. Hello. But like extra big hello this time. <laughs> so we always like to start these uh, podcasts off with Teresa telling us two truths and one lie about yourself. And see if Katie and I can't guess which is which. You would think I'd be prepared for this moment. So. <laughs> and I have prepared for this moment, but I didn't write it down. So everything's fled from my head. So I'm going to just like off the cuff come up with two truths and a lie. Yes. Um, the I lived in a house for two and a half years without running water. I have flown halfway across the country in a C-130, and I have my college minor is in computer science. Okay. Do you want to go first? You want, you want me to go, go first? first? All right, let me pick it apart. Uh, <laughs> I do. I know that you lived in a house that didn't have a kitchen for many years, uh, or at least the kitchen was in a state of remodel. I know that you were in the Air Force, so flying in a C-130 seems totally plausible. Of course, I also rode in a C-130, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. I took one all the way to Hawaii, so that was interesting. And then the last one, your minor is in computer mm -hmm. science. Uh, I'm going to go with the first one, that you lived in a house without running water for two and a half years. That's your. That's the lie? That's the lie. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's the plane, writing in the plane, because you're really good at computers. And so part of me says that you might actually, I know what you majored in, but I don't know what you minor in, because it could be the minor too. Like maybe you don't actually have a minor. I don't have a minor. Yeah. Would you like the great reveal? Yes. Yeah. The lie was the minor. I, I started oh. out majoring in computer science and then switched to literature because that's the obvious like next step after computer science. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the place that um, Chris and I are rehabbing right now is the cabin that we lived in for two years while we built our main house and there was never running water in that house. So we had electricity, but we didn't have running water. And my mom is a saint. So, um, and I was in Air Force ROTC to clarify for any of our listeners, I chose to exit the program because I knew myself too well. So I was never actually in the Air Force. I was oddly adjacently in the Air Force Reserve. So I have 
technically an honorable discharge from the Air Force Reserves, even though I was only in ROTC. It's very confusing. It was a but paperwork your, your thing. family, your family's also Air Force, yes. though. Yes. Both of my siblings went into the Air Force, and my dad was in the Air Force. So See, where did you fly in the C-130? To Vandenberg. And then I got to go into a missile silo. Oh, cool. Which really was <laughs> really cool and very far underground. Wow. Yes. And then my brother graduated from the Air Force Academy, and his first station was at Vandenberg. So it's like, oh, y'all. Like, I know where you are. It was weird. Cool. <laughs> so. so since you started out majoring in computer science, uh, when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? That's really funny. And I have a picture of this. Um, I found a little note card that I wrote on when I was like eight or nine or something that said, when I grow up, I want to be a mom and have a happy family. Aw, yes. But in addition to that, I also have a picture of myself as a dancer. So apparently, little me just had reachable goals because I met both of those. It <laughs> <laughs> was good. Yes. But um, now I wanted to be a writer too. So again, you, you I do that. I, I do that. Very I, I, well, too. I guess it's a level of self-awareness, not necessarily that I strive for difficult things to reach. It's just the things I'm like, oh, I can do this. I should want to do that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yes. Like when you have to crush a child saying, I'm sorry, I don't think you can be an ice skating chef because the, sh the kitchen would be too hot for ice for you to be able to ice skate around. I'm sorry. I will prove you wrong one day, mother. <laughs> she gave up that dream. So, you know. Yeah. Soul crushing. That's my name. <laughs> Soul Crusher. All right. What's you next? Might need to, you might need to ask because I'm giggling too much right now. <laughs> the next thing is, uh, who inspires you? Who do you view as a mentor? Besides me. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, I mean, I had two pages written up about Katie that I was just going to read from. But <laughs> if I'm not allowed to use that answer, um, I, a long time ago, like, I've never been like a, a hero worshiper kind of person. I have a lot of like mentors for different aspects of my life because I know that people are too real and too fallible and that, well, okay. So from my personal life, I love my grandfather dearly and I know that he struggled with alcoholism. So he inspired me as a child to be a thoughtful person you know i i see a lot of his compassion that he took into his career as a, a psychiatrist and psychologist i'm not entirely sure which version that is he was a doctor of psychology anyway i saw a lot of his compassion in that but i also know that he was a fallible human being so like i don't elevate people to hero status in my life as much as i try to take inspiration from their successes and their success with their struggles, which that's so a, I, I don't have a lot of individual names to throw out. That's a really good way to look at things, though, and to look at people. And by the way, you have awesome stories about your grandpa. Yes, he my mom, he was the chief of psychiatry or medicine, depending on where he was, or a superintendent of different um, institutions in Minnesota and Iowa and did really great work during a time when a lot of institutions weren't doing great work. So I'm really proud about that. Um, so, yeah, but my mom has some wild stories about a 
a childhood spent growing up in places like that. And I think that her that really influenced who I am, too, because she has a very chill attitude about people that are not like what society expects people to behave like. It, it never upsets her or freaked her out. And she'd be like, those are just human human beings that need equal love and protection. And so that's where I got that from. That's why you like me so much. Yes. I'm not afraid of anybody at the Renaissance Festival. Y'all are just normal people to me. <laughs> okay. So on a normal Saturday afternoon around 3 p.m., what would you be doing? I would probably in the winter, if it was the right day, I would be taking a nap because I love naps <laughs> at that time of day. Or I would be chilling out and watching a show with my kids. And in the summer, I would be outside doing anything. I like gardening or moving large rocks to make things pretty. <laughs> Spent a lot of time doing that last summer, just moving big rocks from one place to another in my yard. Um, but I like I like landscaping is what I'm going to say, because I don't know if I like gardening as much as I like making garden beds and then putting things there that nature will take care of on their own. So I like putting perennials out because I don't have to work at it. So that's it. Landscaping and being outdoors, hiking. Is there a favorite room in your house that you take your naps? <laughs> My bed, because it's super comfortable. Oh, okay. So I, I, there is a chair that I can nap in, but we have a very nice, it's, it's not open floor plan like they have on HGTV, but we have a very free-flowing main floor. So yes, you do. It can get noisy if I try napping in my little chair. So that has to be for like when the kids are off at school. <laughs> I remember those days when kids went to school away from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally miss those days. Yeah, they do too. <laughs> uh, what do you value most in your life? I value having a strong family connection with the blood and chosen people that I have a family connection with. So I do actually have a really good relationship with my, my blood family where we live not so close to each other except for my parents, but everybody else lives further away, but we still have maintained a solid, good relationship with each other. And beyond that, the Fondazi are absolutely like the best people I know. And it's really nice having that family network because like I said my the people I was born to live far away so it's nice to have more people around so that our kids have pseudo cousins and sisters and brothers or whatever I swear they're they're closer to siblings and cousins sometimes yeah I think yeah. they are especially when they argue yes I don't know about you but sometimes I just listen and kind of giggle like, yeah wow, you guys sound like your brothers so yeah I, I value those relationships and I am really excited to start seeing Fondazis again. I, I mean, I see Chris all the time because we work <laughs> together, but. So you don't throw things at each other as much, no. I'm sure. You should try that in the field. <laughs> just bring along some juggling balls. Like, hey. Yeah, just do a, do a hop and throw it. At I have to tell Adam there. this, and this can stay in whatever. I'm the producer. I'll decide. Um, <laughs> but we were, I went out to try playing baseball with the kids the other day, and I hadn't been up to bat because I kept either being catcher or being pitcher or outfielder, whatever. And so I'm like, I want to try batting. And so they threw the ball to me. I had the bat on my shoulder in the right stance and everything. 
I took my hand off the bat and caught the ball, threw it back. I'm like, okay, try again. This happened three times. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm programmed to catch things, not hit them. So that, that was hilarious. Awesome. I got my hands super black and sooty yesterday because one of the fans, uh, collapsible fans broke. Yeah. And it's been, you know years since my hands have been that black and city it was kind of nice they're still black today <laughs> you just sat there and smelled them like that as an L character <laughs> i stuck them on under my armpits and then swore nice <laughs> so what is a, a hobby that you wish you had more time for katie i have too many <laughs> i do too many things um okay so I keep trying to learn how to either knit or crochet, and then I get bored and frustrated and stop. So I don't know. I'd like to have the patience to learn how to do one of those things and maybe like have a personal instructor because that's the level of awful I am at patiently teaching myself that one skill. But, you know, (laughs) Haley could teach you. She learned because her boyfriend wanted to learn over the winter. Yeah. And so he couldn't figure it out by watching YouTube videos. So she learned so she could teach him. So she could teach you how to knit. My mom and my daughter also knit. I just, (laughs) I keep trying. And then I'm like, this is, I don't want to make the fabric in order to make the thing. I want to just cut the fabric and sew it because it happens so fast when you do it that way. So I think that's, I don't know. But you're good at that too, by the way. Right now, I honestly think the hobby I'd like to take up more is hiking and being alone (laughs) (laughs) while hiking. You also live in a place that has beautiful hiking around it. We do. And I love it. And I want to get out. I I just ordered my car tags for the park so I can go park and take off. Very excited. That's awesome. Yes. How far do you like to hike? Um, Well, one time I got on my bike and I rode eight miles to the... St. John's, and then I spent eight hours at St. John's, and then I rode my bike partway to my parents' house, and then I decided that I was tired, and they came like the last three miles and picked me up. <laughs> so that is a long way. I that's I am the Energizer Bunny when I get out hiking alone. I could just be gone the whole day happily walking. That's good. Yes, it's also good for in case there ever is a zombie apocalypse because it is true. If I need to trek my family to safety, I still give my 10-year-old piggyback rides just to make sure I can. And as soon as he's tall enough, he has to start piggybacking me. Do you do camping too or just hiking? Um, I don't usually do a lot of camping because we camp seven weekends a year. And so like I'd like to do – we want to do more camping this summer. um, But usually the festival camping is – enough for one year's worth of camping but we do want to do a uh, we are talking about doing a a hike in camping in itasca this summer sounds like fun yes superior hiking trail is also really great for that hiking and camping it is i would like to buy some land there adjacent to state land and then i could go walk into the woods for days and not see anybody and that would be that's like my dream vacation is to go like if it was just me, I could totally walk and camp somewhere, take care of myself. I'm not worried about that. I feel like my survival skills are okay enough for that. But it's the bringing the whole family for days would be a man. Well, there's so much more you have to account for when there you have is. kids. 
There is. And they're both getting bigger and stronger and all that. So that's great. But I just want to go. It's still a lot. I want to go walk into the woods for a month. I think it would be a horrible idea to have you and I go camping together because I already have an overactive imagination. And when I camp, any little sound I hear at night, I'm like, <gasps> serial killer Adam. But the hey, of eyes. And then you would just, I think we would just kind of, what? I know what all those sounds are. So, yeah. because I grew up but, in the woods and I'd be like, Katie, that's this. And then I well, take I out there and I'd be like, I got a night vision camera because I do have a night vision camera. And like, yes, you do. So I'd be like, it's not serial killers. It's ghosts. And let's go ghost hunting. And I totally rewire your brain. And you'd be like, yes, this is the best trip ever. Well, see, I, I, I went backpacking <laughs> as a kid a lot. So I know the sounds too, but I still just get too. I made Adam go out with me when we were on the Superior hiking trail. Because I'm like, No. I can't go by myself. What if they're actually not? And then they are, and they're going to kill me. And Adam's just like, Katie, I'm trying to sleep. You loved me so much on that trip. Yes. Well, camping as a female is harder than camping as a male. Because if I wake up in the middle of the night, I don't have to go as far. That's true. You just have to step outside the tent. Oh, you got to find a camping spot with a nice fallen log or a tree that you can <laughs> easily hold on to. Or, you know, the amenities. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, good times. We when we went on that trip, we didn't. We had to. Uh, our one friend was not feeling well, so we ended up walking to get the car a lot earlier than planned. So we couldn't stop at all the different campsites. But I remember we stopped at the one campsite just Adam and I because we went. We left her and her husband there, and we went to go get the car. And um, but it was still like was going to take us at least a day, so we had to stop overnight. And we met a couple who was telling us all about the different camping that they've done. Mm -hmm. um, and they told us about the one in Havasu, Arizona. Thank you. Have you heard of this place? No. It's it's actually on a, on a reservation. So you have, then they only allow so many outside visitors, guests to come. And it fills up, the woman was saying, within like 10 minutes of opening. Wow. And it's like an oasis in the middle of Arizona. Wow. You have to hike to get to and it. And you have to hike to it to get to it. So you have to, and it's around the Grand, Grand Canyon, I want to say, if I remember correctly. But uh, I think you would like to go someplace like that. That I could go to, Teresa. I could do that. My, my biggest fear with camping is always just lightning and storms. I don't like to be out in the woods in the middle of lightning strikes and big storms. Because trees fall over. I like that. But I also, there was, there was, I had really good memories of storms. So like the storm part is fine with me. I'm always like, yes, this is beautiful. I love it. But it's the other noises and sounds of, you know, animals and things that could be serial killers and yes. ex-murderers and people from the hills have eyes. Well, I did look to see where that one guy hid all of his buckets and he did yeah. not seem to travel to the Minnesota region. That's so I think good. we're okay. I mean, he's already gone <laughs> but do we want Katie to knows what I'm talking this? about <laughs> I do I know what you're talking and, about. and Adam's just giving me that look of oh goodness all right we shall continue do we want to continue sure do you want to ask her what she does professionally I'm kind of curious how would you define what you do professionally what, what would you call it I am executive cat herder of <laughs> honest home inspection <laughs> and producer of the Fondazi fire circus podcast <laughs> So, I think that's very accurate. No, I am a business manager. Um, yes. This is our third official, official business together, Christopher and myself. Um, 
well, our third big money maker, but it is my favorite of our businesses ever because he doesn't hurt all the time and we don't have to pay for a lot of materials that we hope other people will pay us back for. So I really like the low overhead. <laughs> that part's awesome. And I have coworkers now, which is super cool. <laughs> and they're not Molly and Tucker, even though Molly and Tucker are great coworkers. I just had to keep switching their faces on employee of the month and it was kind of sad. <laughs> you know, I've been working there for a year and I haven't had employee of the month yet. You don't That's know what just... I do with, in my own office with your picture. <laughs> ah. I think that we're all employee of the pandemic is what this is. Cause yes, that was a weird time to start hiring people, but it worked. So it did work. Ah. So what is your comfort food and drink? Mm. Oh my God. I think I might know, but food. Um, my comfort dessert is okay. No, Chris makes this for my birthday every year. So clearly- I know what it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, that's what I had in my head. And then you actually started saying it. And I was like, yeah. Okay. I want to know if you can tell me what it is then. Tiramisu. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> Chris makes me chicken marsala and tiramisu for my birthday or usually he brings it to me but this year he made it and it honestly was better than any tiramisu he'd ever bought for me before and then he had to make it again at christmas because he's well he didn't have to he did it because he loves me that much uh so i'm very lucky but yeah so i had tiramisu twice in december it was awesome it was so good but yeah he we, we definitely should bring tiramisu down for one of the Fondazi weekends. And that crepe cake, too. And the crepe cake. The crepe cake was good, too. I love my husband. Okay, so feeding me is... Uh, food is my love language in that I I find joy in making food for other people and having hosting meals and that sort of thing. But being fed is how I know I'm very loved. And Chris is a really good cook. So, like, that is the foundation of our entire marriage is he feeds me food and it's, it makes me happy. <laughs> I understand that Adam orders me food. So exactly. Any way the food gets to my face by the person I love most in the world makes me know I'm loved. <laughs> Was there a favorite drink in there? Too? Oh, um, my favorite drink is the uh, whiskey sour that they serve at old brick house in St. Cloud. They put the bitters on it and they do the egg white in the shaker and oh my god it's so good i've tried making a knockoff version well at home through this whole thing but i cannot wait to go back and sit down at old brick house and have an actual real one that somebody else made that knows what they're doing is, I was off is old brick house a pub as well yes as a bar yes they, and they, they have, have an food? event room upstairs and they have amazing food so we would love to have you guys up for an employee hangout at the old brick house sometime. Do they Once have the good hamburgers? They have, or are they more like a shepherd's pie type of pub where they have like the hearty? Food? They have the really good hearty food, um, Irish fare. They make yes. really good lunch Irish tacos or uh, oh, fish tacos. Yummy. What I meant to say. They. I don't know. Tacos was just. Yeah, they're. Their lunch menu is phenomenal. They have great, oh, there was this one salmon thing that had risotto and asparagus with it. And like, 
It was so good. I actually teared up. And then I called my mom. So I was like, Mom, I'm sitting at the bar and I'm crying a little because this food is so good. And I want you to come try it next time you're in town. So yeah, it was really good. Um, food, food will make me cry if it tastes really good. I love really good food. Um, I'm really tired of cooking for myself too. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so Old Brick House is fabulous. Go Old Brick House. So you cry when you get really good food. Yeah. I dance. I do a dance when I'm like. That is my, that is my main level. You know, I do happy dance and I make silly sounds, but when it's like super, super amazing, then I just, the emotions come out too fast. <laughs> so I relate. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite season i like the fall i like early fall i like sweaters i mean anyone who's seen me ever i'm currently wearing a cardigan because i like them uh (laughs) and so yeah i i like the colors of the fall. It was really funny. I wanted to get married in the fall. And then my sister got married first to her husband, who's named Chris, because we're weird, but also really close. <laughs> she named Teresa too. No, her name. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Elizabeth. Um, but yeah, so she, but her Chris is also like the same height as my Chris. Um, but so she got married. They had their wedding in the fall. She was a little bit like stressed out because she's also in the Air Force and was trying to plan it from a distance. And I'm like, I'll get all of your stuff set up for you if you want me to. And so she said, yes. So I got all her decorations pulled together. And basically she had my fall wedding. So I got that out of my system. And then when Chris and I were getting married, we got engaged in June. And he's like, let's just get married next June because I'm like, sweet, let's do it because we had to find out when the church was available since we wanted to get married at St. John's, which fills up fast since it's also a college and college students like to get married where they went to college usually. So that's a long story to say that I don't know where I was. Oh yeah. I I love the fall and I always wanted a fall wedding, but I kind of ended up having one, even though I didn't. But your wedding was beautiful. My wedding was stressful. I don't like, I don't ever want to do that again. Get married? I don't want to get married again or have a wedding again. Um, I should have put, I should have like put somebody in charge of things on the day of my wedding, but I didn't know that that was a thing you would do because I don't have any relatives. Like I have two cousins. They grew up in Rhode Island. So I didn't go to weddings as a kid. I had no idea how they work. So then the day of the wedding, people kept saying, it's your day. We want to make you happy. I'm like, then stop asking me questions and just make executive decisions on your own. You're really like the level of annoying Teresa would be like zero if you did something because like, I don't care. But asking me to make a choice right now is stressing me out. And eventually Jory was a hero and he stepped in and saw that I was coming unglued and he took care of all the people that were trying to ask Chris and I questions because I'm like I I'm a really laid-back person I don't really care what happens except when I have to make a decision about something I haven't even thought about before like which beer should we tap first I'm like I don't know beer (laughs) make make the beer happen to people I don't know no it doesn't (laughs) uh one of the things that I remember the most about your wedding is that you have you have the same wedding dress as Monica and friends I did by accident and I didn't find out until years later 
I know you like you remember you posted you're like look at this and I'm like oh my gosh you have the same dress yeah so the dress that she picked out before she got married for realsies so the one where she's at the dress shop is the monica dress i have not the one that she actually ended up getting married in but yeah, yeah but it's beautiful it on is you. beautiful and Such a pretty dress. yeah i got it for 109 dollars off ebay it's great because yeah, yeah. i like me a bargain if i can get something cheap it makes me even happier it's just one of those people <laughs> <laughs> I also miss shopping. That's a hobby I miss. I don't miss buying things. I just miss playing dress up at stores. Yeah, me too. That was why I really liked my job at the Buckle, because it was fun times. I want to go shopping with you again, because we had a lot of fun. We did have a lot of fun. Fork, fork. We enable each fork. other. Like we do with crafting. I realize oh, that yeah. we're talking about hobbies, thinking about <laughs> it. You and I just totally enable each other. We're like, no, you should buy that fabric. That sounds like fun. You should do you that. You should make that thing, that right? You should go do that right now. Bad. That's where it comes from, huh? No. Nope. <laughs> Innocent. <sighs> What's your favorite? We already went through season. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got done really fast. That's okay. I have to do another interview at two o'clock. Do you want to talk about any of that stuff that you're doing quickly? Sure. I have another podcast I'm working on called Min Central Currents. It's got two ends in the min part. Um, and it is a community podcast in the central Minnesota region, and we're just kind of like covering topics that matter to folks in central Minnesota, statistically, not based on party affiliation or what people are saying in St. Paul, but based on human need and interest and desire. Um, so we're trying to talk to people. Uh, some We're going to talk to folks that are part of different organizations. Like our first one was the Stearns History Museum, talking about why it's important to know where you come from, to know where you're going sort of thing. And we talked to um, some folks that are working on the paid family medical leave bill that's going through the Minnesota legislature right now, um, because that is actually something that a lot of folks across the entire country are desperately wanting to have enacted because we don't get time. Like, I'm going to try not to soapbox here, but as <laughs> as an employer, I would happily pay into a fund. It would be $3 a week from me as the employer, and I believe from any of our employees, whoever they might be, to contribute <laughs> to this paid family medical leave fund so that if something comes up, you have it's like unemployment insurance, but it's only three dollars a week from us, three dollars a week from our employees. And then if something comes up, you get coverage up to um on the lower income scale, it's up to 90% of your normal paycheck. So it's really a great benefit. I would pay into that. Right? Am I paying into that? It doesn't exist like, yet. Am I? Oh, it doesn't. No. We should have that exist because I would do that. We should have it. Everybody call your legislators if you want this yes. to happen. And uh, yes, that's <laughs> – so it's stuff like that where it – because the party identification stuff is really blinding to a lot of what – a lot of people just want to have happened and want because if you take the party politics out of it, there's a lot of stuff that we universally all want and could benefit from. And that's the kind of stuff we're trying to focus on. End of soapbox. Excellent. <laughs> yes. I like it. Well, Teresa, it has been wonderful having you on the podcast and speaking from the mic, not just being the person behind the mic. Thank you. Uh, what is a bit of wisdom that you've learned that you'd like to share with our listeners to end this thing? Oh, 
I think that the most important thing that you can do if you want to change your situation is to take a pause and take some time to do any work internally first on anything that you haven't dealt with. Because after a certain point in life, you get so much garbage that's accumulated that you've just stuffed deep down inside and can't process that it's still there tripping you up when you're trying to do the next thing or the next thing. And um, like recently, you know, Chris and I moved up here. Our business is doing better. Uh, we got healthier overall. And people were like, what's going on? And honestly, it was because we took the time to deal with losing our house and all the PTSD that went along with that situation because it was really jarring and traumatizing and scary mm -hmm. and other situations that have happened in our lives that we hadn't dealt with. So taking the time to work through the really hard, difficult parts of your life is incredibly freeing and empowers you to go on to the next step without having to pull vault over the garbage heap <laughs> that you keep inside. So that's my wisdom. Thank you. That was great. I like that. Yes. Thank you for interviewing me. Thanks for coming on. Yes. <laughs> it's like I haven't seen you in forever. I know, but now yeah. I'm really hungry for all the food we talked about. And then I just, I'm going to like take a tiramisu into the woods and be like, all right, Katie, I saved half the tiramisu. You can come visit for a while. I'll let you leave before it gets dark. Thank you. <laughs> If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to the Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us, anything that you want to know, then email us at fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll see you next time.